Hello and welcome to the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are continuing our series on the Heidelberg Catechism. This one is Catechism Thursday, number nine, and we will be going through question answer number 26. So just one question and one answer on the Heidelberg Catechism. So let's get into it. Question. What do you believe when you say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Answer, that the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who out of nothing created heaven and earth and all that is in them, and who still upholds and governs them by his eternal counsel and providence, is, for the sake of Christ his Son, my God and my Father. In him I trust so completely as to have no doubt that he will provide me with all things necessary for body and soul, and will also turn to my good whatever adversity he sends me in this life of sorrow. He is able to do so as Almighty God, and willing also as a faithful Father. And so Rosinus gives us a quick little exposition So he says, to believe in God the Father is to believe that this God is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and to believe that he is also my Father and as such has a fatherly affection toward me. For on account of Christ in whom he has adopted me as his Son. To state it succinctly, that he is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and that he is the Father for me for Christ's sake. And that he is almighty because God is able to accomplish whatever he wills, who can accomplish all things by his simple command with no difficulty, who alone has power to do all things and gives this power to his creatures, who is almighty for my benefit and will direct all things to my salvation who is also the maker of heaven and earth. For he is creator of all things, sustains and governs by his providence everything he has created, created and made me a vessel for his mercy, so I should obtain salvation in Christ and will lead me into glory, and created all things for us, that they might contribute to the salvation of the church, to the praise of of his glory. Then he asks three questions and we'll go through these. First one is, did God create the world? Next one is, how did God create the world? And the last one is, for what end did God create the world? So first question, did God create the world? And he answers three ways. First, we know that God created the world because of the testimony of Holy Scripture as written by the hand of Moses. Second, the history given to us by Moses, compared with all other outside histories, the declining age of man, redemptive history from Adam to Christ, the preservation of the nations, the intelligent order of nature, the intelligent mind of man and angels coming from an intelligent source, the natural law written on our hearts, the guilty feelings in the ungodly, 
the wise order of all things. And then third, philosophical arguments that Ursinus uses, such as there is no infinite progress in nature, otherwise nature would never attain an end, meaning there is no end for nature. Nature has no specific purpose. Therefore, nature has a beginning, and the world is the first and most excellent of all effects, and therefore it is from the first and most excellent cause, God. Second question, how did God create the world? So he answered, did God? Now he's asking, how did God create the world? And he gives us seven answers. God created the world through the Son and Holy Spirit. God created the world most freely without any constraint. God made the world by his simple command, word, and will without any labor, fatigue, or change of himself. God created all things out of nothing. God created all things most wisely and very good. That is, he made everything perfect according to its kind and degree. God created the world not suddenly, nor in a moment of time, but in six days. And lastly, God created the world not eternally, but a certain and definite time, and therefore at the beginning of time. And then Rosinus' last question, for what end did God create the world? And he answers in five ways. The chief and ultimate end for which all things were created, especially angels and men, is the glory and praise of God. Secondly, the manifestation knowledge, and contemplation of the divine wisdom, power, and goodness displayed in the creation of things. Thirdly, the government of the world. Fourthly, that he might gather to himself from the human race an everlasting church, which might know and praise him as the creator. And then lastly, number five, that all things might contribute to the happiness, comfort, and salvation of men, and especially the elect, and that they may be to them, each in its own particular sphere, as ministers and instruments through which God may be praised by them while bestowing his blessings upon them. Thank you for listening to Catechism Thursday number nine on the Guilt Grace Gratitude Podcast. Again, this is one of your hosts, Peter Bell. I hope you guys had a chance to listen to Monday's podcast with Dr. R. Scott Clark, Professor of History and Historical Theology at Westminster Seminary, California. If you have not yet listened to that, go back and download that. It's about an hour and 15 minutes long. He goes through, gives a concise history of how the Reformation came about, why the Reformation was needed, and what we in today's church can be looking for and always and continually reforming back to the word of God. So we'll see you guys again next week for Catechism Thursday, number 10. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast, where we bridge the gap to reformed theological truth. Please subscribe to us on your podcast catcher, review us, give us five stars, Help others find this podcast through your review. 
Find us on Instagram and Twitter if you want to follow us there. Keep up with our updates and who we're interviewing next and a couple quotes that you guys might find really enriching. We hope to see you guys next week.